0: He was slinging puns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. I make a part in about time too about not playing d and It was free through all, and I heard him say, he bought my
1: borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick, cause you're incapable.
2: thanks TJ hello welcome and remain indoors
0: good morning Spencer Uh, lonely adventurer here just calling around to all the podcasts that I love the most to let their creators know how much I appreciate what you do Uh, you help me grow as a gamer and a a player and a game master and you challenge my assumptions about the hobby and help me kind of reconceptualize and uh, approach ideas from different directions and uh, i just really appreciate the product that you guys product that sounds very capitalist (laughs) i appreciate the love for the hobby that you and our fellow podcasters share and uh, look forward to future episodes have a great one stay safe
2: that was the lonely adventurer there from the excellent podcast camping with owlbears kicking off the show or should i say the product That's right, this is a Keep Off The Borderlands production, brought to you by me, Spencer, a.k.a. Free For All Incorporated. Only kidding lonely. I have to say, I really, really appreciate that call. That was was really nice to hear. And I assume you're referring to all those podcasts you listen to when you speak about how much it helps you to grow as a gamer, a player and a GM. Although I'm willing to accept that my uninformed musings might get you thinking differently about stuff, but uh, even a stop clock is right twice a day. But good to hear that you're out getting some exercise. I hope you're taking the necessary precautions and um, I really, really appreciate that call. Thank you very, very much. I'm aware that this whole thing has affected listenership and also the output of many podcasters. I have tried to keep up by releasing one or two episodes a week, just because I know how nice it is to see new episodes popping up in my feed from all the shows that I love. And Camping with Owlbears is certainly one of those shows. So thank you very much. And I'm going to follow that up with another message that you left me, sometime last week, where I was looking back at the numbers of listens to previous episodes.
0: Morning, Spencer. Lonely adventurer here from Camping with Albers. Uh Don't let it get you down that you've got more listens on the 5e stuff than you do on the mental health. Personally, I think the mental health stuff is much more important and much more interesting, but you're dealing with something that is popular. Uh, so it's got more of a fan base, you've got more people searching the internet looking specifically for 5e podcasts, and uh, yeah, but I, I, I relate, I relate. I'm a, a professional artist and the work of mine that always gets the most responses on the internet anyway is when I do some big dumb uh, fan art of a franchise like Marvel or whatever. It's not stuff I actually really enjoy working on, but it's the stuff that gets people's eyes on the rest of your work. So maybe some of those 5E, people who came in for the 5E episode
2: are gonna swing back around and listen to the other stuff as well. Have a good one. Hey Lonely. It was just an interesting observation and uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I was really too concerned about it. I think I said I was surprised, but it's no real surprise if you think about it for more than a second. Certainly not really a surprise that it's more popular than other episodes. I guess I was more surprised by the actual number of listens that episode got generally speaking. You know, if I was concerned about it, maybe I should put some more thought into how I title my episodes. But I think as Dave Aldridge pointed out some time ago, I get much more out of just uh, thinking up funny titles than anything else. But thanks for calling in, man.
0: Hi Spencer, it's Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. Oh my gosh, I love the podcast, more or less. It's about statistics, and not specifically about the virus, but they have had some great episodes lately. I was listening to that podcast a long time ago, and I just think it's awesome. There's another one that does statistics, and I'm not going to be able to think of the name of it, am I? (laughs) I'll have to go look it up and call you back. Um... But I like podcasts that focus on data analysis because I know more or less also talks about the source of their data, which I really appreciate. I think I've mentioned one of their episodes on my podcast before I vaguely remember. Anyway, I'm glad to hear that you're keeping well and good luck keeping your daughter amused. Being home full-time homeschooler for my granddaughter and her sister, seven and nine, is a lot of work. I just went and looked, and the other podcast I like is called Crowd Science. They talk a lot about data analysis as well. All right, back to listening.
2: Hey, Liran, it's Liran from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere there, and um, yeah, thank you for bringing Crowd Science to my attention. I was not aware of that podcast. I'll certainly be delving into that, and there's an extensive back catalogue there. So, thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. I do prefer that kind of statistical look at the news, you know, that kind of data analysis. Although that's not to say I don't get as much from podcasts that uh, about very personal stories. I mean, it's just a sensationalist, unchecked bias that I really struggle with. And yes, it certainly is hard work keeping a three-and-a-half-year-old entertained every day. I don't think I appreciated. Just how lucky we were to be able to send her off to playgroup three days a week. Also, uh, the fact that she can't see her friends. She certainly seems to be dealing with it pretty well. I mean, we are trying to set up little video conferences with her and some of the other parents just to get the kids interacting with each other. But it's not like these kids sit down and have a discussion. So while it's great to be able to have that facility, have the ability for her to see her friends over video, it really emphasises the fact that there's so much more to being with somebody. But you you try and make the best of what you've got, don't you? Thanks for that call, Liren. <laughs>
1: Hi Spencer, layers, layers and layers. That's what I like to see in RPGs. That, that's the thing that's going to get my attention and keep me coming back for more. I'm also interested in the idea of verticality. It puts me in mind of, obviously, the things you were talking about, but Necromunda, uh, the spire, the, the sump, where everything drains down to, it, it ties in with that idea of urchins and your uh, mudlarks that you were talking about love all that stuff the the kind of hierarchy and you mentioned brazil and and there's so many examples of of this this kind of um, strata and the the idea of the strata of society there's strata in your games the classic dungeon you've got to have layers i love layers man so cool
2: Thank you, Colin. Colin Spike Pick Green there. Yes, Strata. I yeah, I like that. Interesting that you mention Necromunda there is something I'm not familiar with. I'm wondering if there might be a source of information about that setting for somebody who might not necessarily be interested in playing the game itself, if you know what I mean just for pilfering ideas. But what I get from that is there's kind of disorder at the bottom, an order at the top, this hierarchy. But I'm, I'm sort of more attracted by the idea that this concept of top-down order, kind of higher management in control of what's beneath it, I, I love the idea that that's an illusion a belief that they're actually managing what's going on. And and this sort of opposing idea that order is actually an emergent phenomenon, an organising principle arising from a sort of a perceived chaos from like a spurned underclass. And they are actually what is giving order to the world above them and this sort of tension between top-down managerial order in conflict with this organizing principle bubbling up from below i need to think a bit more about that Uh, but thanks very much for your call colin hey spencer jason here enjoyed your last episode especially the ending there where you kind of expanded on your thoughts of electric bastion land there's also a, ton, a ting of um, Snowpiercer in there, too, right?
1: Um, and also, although your initial, when you start talking about the you, you know, societies on top of each other and the forgotten people in the medieval mind, you made me think of a movie, which I won't mention the name of it, but maybe you'll know the name of it. I, I do know the name, but it's, it's kind of a... We'll, we'll see. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll give you a quote from the movie, and we'll see if you know what the name is. So we'll play
0: it
1: like a little game. Anyway, it reminded me of a movie where one character's dialogue consisted of
2: the doors, the doors. Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast there, and thank you very much for that call, Jason. Yeah, I'm, I've been racking my brain. I feel as if I should know where that quote is from, but as usual, the film itself escapes me. You mentioned Snowpiercer there, which is quite interesting for a few reasons. Firstly, because it's a film I did enjoy when I saw it, but I think I need to go back and re-watch that because my takeaway from it was that it was quite a simplified depiction of a class system. And For anybody who's not familiar with that film, watch it because it is it is an enjoyable film. But you've got the uh, the lower classes at the back of the train and Chris Evans takes it upon himself to make his way up to the front of the train and you go through each carriage represents a different class of people. And that very much ties in with what I was saying about J.G. Ballard's High Rise, which is also a film that um, is, an, is another one that I've, have to revisit because as I said I've been enjoying the audiobook but I wasn't quite sure what to make of the film and I think I might appreciate it more once I've finished the book but uh, yes Snowpiercer was obviously directed by Bong Joon-ho who most famously directed Parasite which picked up all the awards at the Oscars this year And that is an incredible movie. And I was going to mention that when responding to Colin's message because it depicts the verticality, the the strata of society. It follows a family of essentially grifters who live in an apartment, which was literally a basement apartment. They do have some small windows on which they can look out onto street level. But even that street itself seems to be at the bottom of a series of sets of stairs. And they manage to wangle their way into becoming the help for a very uh, well-off family who live in this kind of elevated, pristine apartment. Where I felt Snowpiercer kind of simplified the whole concept of class struggle a little bit for me, Parasite is far more complex in the sense that it's not entirely sure what the actual title Parasite is referring to, whether it's this this family of grifters who are sort of leeching off of this wealthy family or whether it's the fact that the family are wealthy because of the exploitation of the lower classes And this whole idea of uh, servitude. And it's one of those films that unfolds in a very surprising way. You never really know where it's going to go. I certainly feel that it deserves all the attention it's had. Anyway, thank you very much for your call, Jason. But all this talk of class brings me nicely to a message I received from Che Webster. Take it away, Che.
1: Hey, it's Spencer, it's Che. I just wanted to say uh, I've been listening to your episode on Bastion and, um, you know, electric Bastionland stuff. And I was really gratified to hear that you focused very much on the world and the vision that you had of of Bastion. That was fascinating to listen to. And really got me thinking about how I view London as well. Um, But I couldn't help but feel there was a real political kind of edge to your approach, and and it fascinates me. And it made me realise that, you know, whilst many people might enjoy their very simple you know, that's kind of total escapism, elf game. Um, I don't know, I'm with you on wanting a little bit um, more and perhaps there's a little bit of social social commentary going on there, I don't know, but I was fascinated, I enjoyed it and I just want to say thank you. I hope you're well, man. Um, It is a weird time, right? So be well and game on.
2: Thank you very much for that message, Che Che Webster there of Railplay Rescue. Yes, I think I've said before, I do... You know, I appreciate that some people like their games to be quite straightforward, black and white, good versus evil. I very much lean towards the grey areas, the sort of ambiguity, dealing with ethical dilemmas, matters of conscience and stuff like that. Well, for me, that's what playing a character is all about. As far as the setting being political, I certainly hadn't set out to be political a lot of the influences there that I touched on are satirical and obviously political in nature and therefore that comes through in the way I view the city of Bastion but I feel it it goes a little deeper than politics it's more of a philosophical position for me about the nature of being what it is to be human and how we organize ourselves and And I feel to kind of reduce that to politics is an oversimplification. I'm sure it's no surprise that I lean to the left, and that obviously comes through, but my intention is not to push any kind of agenda. I certainly like to keep an open mind, and there's nuance in everything. So, yeah, there is political satire in there, but there's also existentialism there's also absurdism because that's what that's what interests me thank you for that message Che and I also really appreciate the message you sent me earlier in the week apologies if this episode feels a little bit disjointed i recorded it over several days I just hope it isn't too erratic but um as I may have already said has been a little bit more of a struggle putting episodes together, you know, just because we're all at home together and it's difficult to sneak off for uh, any significant period of time. And, I, you know, I like to make myself available during the day and by the end of the day, quite quite often, I'm uh, I'm just not feeling it, you know. There have been good days and bad days. Sometimes uh, I do feel the whole sort of situation is a little bit overwhelming, uh, but in the grand scheme of things, my situation hasn't changed significantly. I'm I'm aware I've been saying remain indoors, which is a reference that may not be familiar to everyone listening. It's uh, something from a sketch. By Mitchell and Webb. I don't know if my American friends are familiar with their work. They were both in something called Peep Show, which was very popular. But they also had their own sketch show. Um, they had a they had a sketch that was a game show set in a post apocalyptic world, which was uh, amusingly grim. Uh, Just the idea of the fact that there was still a place for game shows in this dying post traumatic world where contestants would often run screaming from the studio because of flashbacks and stuff like that. It was just one of those things that really made me laugh in its kind of just in its bleakness. While I say remain indoors Obviously I'm aware There are a lot of people out there Who are still having to go out To their places of work I know uh, Rob C's been off Rob C from Down in the Heap who's actually contracted The virus by the sounds of it But he seems to be Doing okay So uh, yeah if you're listening Rob Hope you're well soon I know Jason is having to do extra shifts and work's been uh, a bit crazy for him and he's unable to, I don't think he's able to play anything at the moment which uh, obviously doesn't make things any easier. And then there's um, Tim Schultz from Goffridge Manor working with the homeless. I mean, that's got to be a tough gig at the best of times but it must be especially challenging right now. Um, Man, I don't know how you do it. So, uh, basically, hats off to anyone who's out there working in the health sector or in stores, having to deal with people who may not be in the best frame of mind right now. And just, yeah, just people who are having to be out there getting on with it despite everything that's going down. And also to those who are unable to work and obviously subsequently not got money coming in and, I mean, that's got to be just as equally tough. Basically, my heart goes out to everyone. So, uh, yeah, I guess that covers it. Please, um, just take care of yourself, okay? Hi there, just wanted to add a little addition to the episode. I've just been listening to uh, the latest episode of Fear of a Black Dragon. And I know that you may have heard all you want to hear about defining the OSR and stuff. But uh, what's interesting about this podcast in particular is that Jason very much identifies with being from a a story gaming narrativist background, and Tom is an OSR guy. And um, they do a little bit of reflecting on their experiences with the community and uh, what the OSR means to them. And it's just just a really, really nice, refreshing and positive discussion where they touch on... you know, their own assumptions about the community. And not only that, the whole of the episode is particularly interesting, actually, because they reflect on the entire series, what they've learned, some of their favourite OSR material that they've reviewed. And um, even if you've never listened to it before, I do urge you to check it out. I think it's called uh, The Big 50. If you've got the time, give it a listen. well thank you very much for listening thank you for your calls if you want to leave a message please click the anchor link in the description or if you prefer to contact me by email there's a link there to spencer.freethrow@gmail.com. at gmail.com you can find me on twitter mewee, instagram as freethrow. there's a keep off the borderlands facebook page Also in that episode description, you'll find a link to TJ Drennan's Patreon. It provides all the wonderful music. Uh, It just remains for me to say, take it away, TJ.